0: The show that takes you inside the great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hear from student-athletes, coaches, and administrators from one of the premier conferences in Division II. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry.
1: From Anchorage, Alaska to Billings, Montana, and from Ellensburg, Washington to Monmouth, Oregon, good evening, good evening, and welcome to GNAC Insider the program that is your weekly connection to Great Northwest Athletic Conference sports. We're talking fall sports tonight as fall sports seasons are really heading down the home stretch, getting ready for a national playoff for, uh, competition. And tonight we're we'll going to be talking a little bit volleyball. We're also going to talk cross country and we're going to talk men's soccer. A little later tonight, men's soccer coach from Seattle Pacific, Mark Collings, is going to join us. We're also going to discuss cross-country with Dave Kopik, the Montana State University Billings cross-country coach. And our first guest tonight is going to be Doug English, Northwest Nazarene University volleyball coach. What a year, what a year for the Crusaders, as they are going to be hosting the NCAA Division II West Regionals. Matter of fact, when you take a look ahead at this week's schedule, Thursday and Saturday, Thursday, Northwest Nazarene will take on Dixie State. That is going to be a Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. Pacific time first serve match. Followed by Alaska Anchorage versus the seventh seed, Sonoma State. That's a Thursday, 1.30 Pacific match. The uh, number three seed, Western Washington, will take on Cal State San Bernardino Thursday, 11 a.m. Pacific. And uh, the number four seed, Central Washington, will host 5th at BYU Hawaii Thursday at 4 p.m. And on the phone line with us now from Nampa, Idaho, is Doug English. Doug, the head coach for Northwest Nazarene. And Doug, my comment just a moment ago was, what a year for the Crusaders. Uh, really, this is almost a, a, a storybook tale of a team this year that has really, I think, Open the eyes of people around the Great Northwest and around the West Region with the way you've played, and you played yourself into the seed of the the, um, the host role for this year's tournament. Congratulations to you, congratulations to the team. What does this say about the program that you've been able to build there in Nampa?
2: Yeah, I think it just as we've had an awesome year. I mean, like, it's it's been great, and all those words you said brought a huge smile to my face. Um, I think it's the start of something, hopefully the start of something good that we can do this for. I don't think we can be this good every year for a while, but I think hopefully we can do what, like, Western Washington has done and Anchorage has done and Central has done. and been in the top, you know, three or four every year consistently. And so I hope that's where we're going to start off of. And, I mean, this is just a great... A great year, and uh, to kind of start and make a statement that, hey, we're pretty good up here.
1: You are pretty good. There is no question about that. Saying that, with every silver lining, there is a dark cloud, and I guess the dark cloud is you are hosting now. That means you have a big bullseye right on your back there at Northwest Nazarene University. Do you think the team, or are you feeling any additional pressure as you get set for Thursday?
2: I don't think so um we and you feel pressure now because any any time you have you have a bad match your season's over so I think that's more the pressure and we're extremely excited to be in front of our fans our home fans, just and just be comfortable in the environment that we're in I mean never having gone through this before I think being home is a huge advantage because we don't I mean we're just comfortable where we're at we sleep in our own beds we get to I mean have cooked food by or food cooked by moms that are around here anything like that like it's just it's very comfortable going into a high stress situation and i think that that makes it easier on us and can relieve some of the pressure and it allows us to enjoy it more as we're around our families and and friends as we go through it
1: well that is something i wanted to bring up with you is this an experience that you are able to enjoy as you're in the midst of it right now
2: yeah, I think we've done actually a pretty good job of trying to enjoy this as we've gone through it. I mean, it's not – seasons like this don't happen every year and they might not ever happen again. And for a lot of us, we've never had a season like this. Um, and so, you know, when it's when you get ranked regionally first and we're all super excited for that, when you get lucky enough to have – you know, championship trophy came in the mail yesterday and so like that was I mean extremely exciting just to see that. And so we've been able to enjoy the accomplishments along the year but still being humble enough to learn and get better every day. And so that's kind of how today was too, like we're we're definitely enjoying it and just the fact that people are talking about volleyball on campus and in Idaho and in Boise and it it's really special what we're doing right now and we're definitely enjoying it as we go through it.
1: This is only the second time that the West Regionals have ever been outside of California. Certainly the first time that Northwest Nazarene has had the opportunity to host. What are some of the additional challenges, the additional responsibilities that you as a coach and Northwest Nazarene University as an institution has to deal with getting ready for the other seven teams who are coming up for the tournament this Thursday and through Saturday?
2: Yeah, thankfully actually I, I haven't had a whole lot to do with it. Um we have a amazing facilities manager and Leon Vasquez who's tournament director for this weekend and really taking charge as far as I mean getting the hotels lined up for everybody to stay in and in practice times and getting the gym and ready he and he was you know we had people up on list covering advertising and stuff like that up that we can't have for the tournament and and organizing everything on his end whether it's refs or workers and ball people and I mean the big credit goes out to him and then our athletic director Bill Rapp and our associate athletic director Craig Sensgaard. the three of them have really taken charge uh, of the tournament and allowed me to do my job which is coach volleyball and try and win games and so the three of them are doing like they're doing it's the support system that we have this week at n n u is great, and so like it's it's made like it's like before it's made me be able to enjoy this rather than be stressed out about it.
1: What does having northwest nazarene and three other GNAC teams in the final eight, the West Regional. What does that say about the level of competition that you have had to face and that you have had to win against throughout the course of this year? And really playing that level of caliber of competition throughout the year, uh, is there any reason to believe you're going to face anybody, no matter who you face in the tournament, any tougher teams you already face?
2: No, not at all. I mean, I think what, what Western brings and Anchorage brings and Central brings and what we bring, I, I I think that the four of us are, I mean, four of the best teams in the region, and I think the region thinks the same thing. And, I mean, I think nationally, too, we we can compete with anybody that we play, and having to go play at Western and Anchorage and Central and, and be battle-tested there, I mean, prepares us for the tournament and no matter what we do. I think the one thing that you lose going – from conference to tournament play is just the preparation that you get. Um, And so all of us, the four of us, have seen, you know, hundreds of hours of volleyball on each other. And so now you're playing somebody that's new that you don't know as well. So some of that familiarity and you just hope that the coaching that you've done, the systems that you put in place are good enough to be able to beat teams that you're not as comfortable with or that you haven't seen for, you know, for right now, for us at Dixie State for, you know, three months.
1: Going into the tournament, it's 50-50 that a GNAC team, I guess, when you look at four out of the eight being from the Great Northwest Athletic Conference, that one of those four will advance and move on to the national tournament. Uh, Do you foresee that happening? And is there a likelihood that whoever the GNAC team is, let's say it's Northwest Nazarene University, if you go back and represent the West region at the national tournament, are you going to be battle tested? And could a team from the GNAC be hoisting a national championship trophy in volleyball when all is said and done this year?
2: I hope so. Um, I don't know actually for sure. I think – One, all the teams that are coming here, Dixie State and Sonoma State and San Bernardino, BYU-Hawaii, are, I mean, they're all really good teams. And I think you have eight teams, and any one of the eight of us could win. Um, but because we there's four of us, you know you gotta like you gotta like the odds of the united team, and then I think just the strength of the region if we can get out of the region, we'll have a chance to play against anybody nationally. I know we match up against the bracket that has Concordia Saint Paul and Minnesota Duluth where concordia Saint Paul's won the last seven national championships, so to get past that hurdle would be a big hurdle to get to in the that you know first round of the championship match, but I think plays like, so that we've been good enough, we've played teams that are. Ranked really high this year, us and the rest of the conference, and and yeah, I think if if one of us can make it out, I think you got to stop to win.
1: Final question for you, and it has to do with some honors that were named today. Michelle Terpstra named the GNAC Player of the Year. She's one of your players. Maddie Farrell, the GNAC Freshman of the Year, another one of your players and you, sir, were named the GNAC Coach of the Year today. Uh, that's got to add an even bigger smile to your face as you get set for a tournament action this coming Thursday.
2: Oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, it it, it you know, Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Freshman of the Year, like all things like that. Um, they're really team awards in, in a lot of sense because you don't win Coach of the Year, you don't win Player of the Year if your team has a bad year, and... Mm-hmm what the 16 girls, our manager, our two assistant coaches, athletic trainer, myself, what we've put into this year and what we've gotten out of it, it. It's just, yeah, it's, it's great to see. And it's nice to see when your hard work gets rewarded, um, and people notice what you're doing. And so that, that's the most important thing. And then all that works up to kind of what was the most important thing that was on our goal list, which was winning a gnec championship. And so, so yeah, all that stuff, like it's, it's, uh, it's pretty special. And, um, we're like I said, we're definitely enjoying enjoying it and it just adds more pressure, more target to our back going into this weekend, which we uh will gladly accept. So yeah.
1: Well, Doug, congratulations again on Coach of the Year honors. Congratulations where you have put Northwest Nazarene in the host role for the West Region Tournament that starts this Thursday night. And again, want to go over the schedule. Uh, you have the 6.30 p.m. Thursday night game Pacific time as you take on Dixie State, Alaska Anchorage against Sonoma State, Western Washington, Cal State San Bernardino, Central Washington against BYU-Hawaii. It's going to be an exciting tournament. Good luck to the Crusaders. Good luck to all the GNAC teams. And, well, uh, maybe we'll have a chance to talk to you as the Crusaders maybe will be competing at nationals this year.
2: We'll see. We hope to play three good matches this weekend. And then if you guys, if any of the listeners can't make it out, I know all the matches are streamed at com. So they'll be able to find, uh, find the matches there and watch whoever their favorite team is. So, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, Doug, thanks very much for your time tonight. Good luck with your preparation for Thursday, and I hope to talk to you again soon.
2: All right, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, Doug English, Northwest Nazarene University volleyball coach, as the Crusaders get set to host the West Region this coming Thursday, and it's going to be a big one, or no question about it whatsoever. Now, time to take a look around the GNAC. In Bellingham, the Viking men's basketball team was tied for second in the first ever men's basketball Division II West Region media poll conducted by D2 SIDA, D2 SIDA for Sports Information Directors of America, which was released on Tuesday. Western Washington is coming off wins over Hawaii Hilo and Notre Dame de Namur and won the Chuck Randall tournament title up in Bellingham. Also included in the poll was Central Washington, which was tied for eighth. The Wildcats went 2-0 as well last week after defeating Minnesota Crookston and the Academy of Art. The poll, voted on and compiled by Sports Information Director regional representatives, will be released every Tuesday throughout the season. Also in Bellingham, the GNAC Volleyball Defensive Player of the Year was Samantha Hutchinson of Western Washington. Hutchinson, who has won the honor for the past three seasons, is the only GNAC player to ever win the award since he was first introduced in 2012. She leads all of Division II in digs and helped WWU reach the NCAA tournament as a three-seed. The GNAC newcomer of the year was Kayla McGathery of Alaska Anchorage. McGathery, who helped UAA receive a number two seed in the NCAA tournament, ranks fifth in the GNAC in hitting percentage and seventh in blocks. Northwest Nazarene's Michelle Terpster, named Player of the Year, as we just mentioned, along with Maddie Farrell, Freshman of the Year, and Doug English, our first guest tonight here on GNAC Insider Coach of the Year. In California, the Azusa Pacific football team crushed NAIA Menlo College 54 to nothing, this past Saturday. GNAC Co-Player of the Week. Terrell Watson rushed for 338 yards and five touchdowns in his last game as a collegiate athlete as APU was sadly left out of the NCAA tournament field. Watson ran for 259 yards in the second half alone Saturday, breaking an NCAA Division II record. His rushing average of 195.7 yards per game ranks 7th all-time in Division II history. It also breaks Azusa's record of 186.7 yards per game set in 1986 by Christian Okoye. Watson currently leads all divisions in rushing with 2,153 yards, which is 204 yards more than the second-leading rusher, Wisconsin's Melvin Gordon, who broke the FBS record with 408 yards rushing in a single game this past weekend. Don't forget to visit GNACsports.com and GNAC.tv for anything and everything about the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. GNAC Insider is going to be right back after this brief timeout. Fall is in the air,
3: and you know what that means. Fall and winter sports. With more than 40 hotels throughout the West, why not take a road trip with Red Lion Hotels and follow your favorite team? With plush pillowtop beds, free Wi-Fi, restaurants and lounges, we want you to stay comfortable. Visit RedLion.com for the lowest rate guaranteed. Red Lion Hotels are proud supporters of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hit the road with us. Red Lion Hotels. There's always a Red Lion nearby. With more than 60 areas of study to choose from, Northwest Nazarene University guarantees that you don't have to settle for a major that's anything less than your true passion. NNU graduate Chad Larson's goal was to find a program that would help him achieve his dreams. Majoring in engineering at NNU gave him the prestigious opportunity to do research with NASA. While a student, Chad worked internationally and experienced pursuing his studies in zero gravity, not once,
2: but twice. Ten years from now, I hope to have obtained my Ph.D. and then begin pursuing a career at NASA where I'll be on the cutting edge of science.
3: Thanks to the education he received at NNU, Chad is well on his way to fulfilling his dream by working to obtain his Ph.D. in engineering. It's not too late to find out which one of our majors you will love. Your program is waiting at Northwest Nazarene University. Call 467-8000
0: or visit nnu.edu today. Welcome back to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the NCAA's great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry.
1: And from volleyball, we're going to turn our attention now to cross-country. Joining us is Montana State University Billings cross-country coach
2: who is in his 26th season as the cross-country coach there, Dave Koppik. Dave, 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 my first question for you, and I just posed this a
1: couple of minutes ago to Doug English, so I kind of want to get your perspective perspective as well, because Montana State University Billings is going to host the 2014 2014 and 2016 2016 and West Region region region
4: Cross-Country Championship. What are what some, some of the things that we've to going into that, that, that role, role uh, that uh, maybe add a little bit additional, additional uh, pressure,
2: pressure to what you have to accomplish?
4: <laughs> well, um, I, I kind of missed that part of the question. I'm getting some interference there. Could you give me that again?
5: Yeah, I, what What just the The question was basically what
1: goes into hosting the uh, men's and women's West Region cross country. What do you do above and beyond just getting your team ready to participate in an event like that?
4: Oh yeah. Um, well yeah, it's quite an undertaking, and and um, you know a lot of it has to do with the uh, NCAA regulations as far as the course design and and uh, the officiating and everything and. Um so yeah we spent a lot of time um uh, you know work, working on that and trying to get um get the course uh uh to meet the NCAA standards um uh, you need a long long start um uh, straight away um you know it's uh, um but it, it's it's a lot of fun i'd rather be doing that than sitting in the office so um I spend a lot of time out the course you know measuring things and and uh you know trying to figure out how we're gonna um you know uh, uh run it off so yeah
1: talk a little bit about coaching cross country for 26 years there at montana state university billings how was your 2014 team different than the the first team that, that you coached there with the yellow jackets
4: well it's 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 kind of an unusual story i mean i um I was just helping them out, uh, when, when they added cross country back in 1989. And I was, uh, I was a full-time uh, geologist with the, uh, U S geological survey and the Bureau of land management. And, um, um, I was, a you know, but i have been running, um, I was a college, ex college runner. And, um, they, uh, they had, uh, uh, realized at MSU or Eastern Montana college at the time that they needed to add some more sports. And, um, one of the basketball coaches was assigned at, uh, at cross country and um, he really didn't know much about what to do and they, they called me up and I came over and ran workouts with him and, and started traveling on the road with him and I was actually part time uh, until about 2010, until the end of 2010 and I was able to retire from the uh, federal government and um, after like 32 years with them and, and uh, um, we we had added track and field in the meantime when we joined the GNAC uh, in in uh, the start start of 2007. So um, you know the first <laughs> the first maybe almost 20 years or 18 years or so were were uh, you know were really a kind of a part time effort. Um, um, adding track and field really changed the prog- changed the program quite a bit. Um, we were able to get uh, distance runners that you know, we're we're serious to run you know, run year round instead of some kids that were gonna come out and, you know, run in the fall and um, you know, we we had some good runners but we just didn't have the depth of um uh, of distance runners that we do now. So so um the addition of track and field really, really helped our program and then the fact that I could go full time um let me uh get out and recruit more and, and just, just spend more time with the team and then and they deserve that, you know, we really uh the the kids deserve to have a you know, a full-time coach that's uh, putting in a full-time effort, so. um.
1: In 2013, uh, your men finished ninth at the West Regionals, which were held in Spokane last year, Uh, and uh, the women uh, last year uh, finished 19th overall. When I look at some of your placings this year, your men have three first-place finishes, women have a couple of first place finishes is it fair to say that the uh that the yellow jackets are deeper and a stronger team this year than they were a year ago
4: yeah well definitely on the women's side <clears throat> on, on the men's side it's it's you know we we didn't have the best regional that we we could have uh you know uh we, we had a couple people that were maybe just down a little bit we uh we maybe peaked uh, you know a little too soon i I think that the guys all feel the same way. I'm not telling you know anybody anything that, that our team wouldn't wouldn't expect but they um uh you know it wasn't our best uh, regional meet. Um and um uh you know th- this year the guys have really come through and and um, uh, made a lot of improvement late in the season. Uh and, and same with the women. Um the whole the whole season was was uh uh designed to peak at this time not not two weeks ago not three weeks ago but um uh, you know we we had some success early on in the in the season but um you know we ran through a lot of those meets and um uh, you know we really worked on uh, um you know building towards this this week um this is the this is the focus of the season so um you know and they're trained the men especially are trained to run ten thousand meters and not trained to run you know an eight k um and the Women, the same way. I mean, they're, they've are they been um, – we spent a lot of time working on their endurance. I think they were a little under-trained, you know, especially the new people that come in. And, um, you know, we 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 spent a good month just, just working on endurance. So we put a lot of mileage in early in the season.
1: You've got 30 teams that are going to be there, more than 30 as a matter of fact, who are going to be coming in. That's, that's a daunting number without question. Do you kinda of have uh teams that, that that you perceive may be some of the uh some of the ones competing at the highest level?
4: Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh Chico State, um Alaska Anchorage, on on the men's side, uh Cal Poly Pomona. They're all there's there's five I think I checked the the latest rankings, there's five uh uh nationally ranked men's teams and uh six uh women's teams and um uh you know so it's it's gonna be a really competitive uh meet um and of course only the top six advance to nationals so um you know there's gonna be a real battle up there i think I think the first maybe three or so might be kind of straightforward, but you know it, it's gonna be there's a there's gonna be a real battle for that those uh you know fourth fifth, and sixth spots I think there's probably about you know six or eight more teams that could could be in the mix and uh are
1: the you know are I, the I'm, yellow jackets oh, yeah, among them i was are the yellow well,
4: jackets you know, are they among them do you think our are, are, are guys you know potentially uh could could be in that mix um you know we've we've had meets where um you know one or two guys were um uh maybe a little subpar but um you know everybody's healthy right now and um i i told them all year that what really matters at the end of the season is how healthy your team is and it's a long long season this year was an exceptionally long season it's almost 3 months and uh to come through you know at the end of all that um you just have to have a healthy crew out there so i think i think both our men's and women's teams are, are uh, you know both peaking and healthy at the at the right time so i well, I, I, think gonna, I think that's going to i think that's determine how we do
1: Well, good luck. Good luck in both the hosting. And I know that you have done lots and lots of preparation work for this, and I know it's going to come off without a hitch, but good luck in getting the 30 teams from the starting line to the finish line. Uh, Good luck to the Yellow Jackets on both the men's and women's side. And uh, let's keep our fingers crossed that maybe you and I'll be talking again when uh, the Yellow Jackets move on to nationals as well.
4: Well, thank you. Yeah. We're hoping for good weather and, uh, uh, we, we have snow on the ground and, uh, I should tell everybody <laughs> that, <laughs> but, um, the, the next, uh, three days are forecast to be in the forties. So we're hoping it burns off and, um, you know, it'll be, it'll be chilly out there and, and, um, you know, we're, we're used to it. We had some, uh, close to zero, well, below zero weather here, uh, the last, uh, 10 days or so. And, uh, you know, we're getting acclimated to that cold weather. So I think 40, 43 degrees or so will feel pretty good out there. So, um. Uh, Looking for a
1: good day. Well, again, I appreciate you making time for us tonight, and hopefully we'll get an opportunity to talk again here before too long. That's uh, Dave Kopik. He is – thank you again very much. And, again, he is a veteran, 26th year as cross-country coach at Montana State University Billings. And, again, they get to host 30 teams. Uh, And, again, this is going to be something they'll do in 2016 as well for the men's and women's West Regional Cross-Country Championships. Well, time for us now to take a look at what's happening this week in the GNAC. In men's basketball, the regular season continues with 25 games this week. Five GNAC teams are in action right now, including a future GNAC member, Concordia, against St. Martins. Western Washington's in Puerto Rico this week, playing Puerto rico Bayamón today and Puerto Rico-Rio Piedras on Wednesday. Seattle Pacific and Central Washington traveled to Hawaii this weekend for the BYU-Hawaii Classic. Both teams will face off Friday and Saturday against Hawaii Pacific and BYU-Hawaii, which was ranked seventh in the Men's Basketball Division II West Region Media Poll. Western Oregon is going to host the WOU Doubletree Shootout on Friday and Saturday as well. St. Martin's will be in attendance, as will Azusa Pacific and Colorado Christian. In women's basketball, three GNAC teams will be competing in tournaments this week. Alaska is heading to St. George, Utah on Wednesday to play Dixie State before participating in the Red Storms tournament Friday and Saturday. Western Washington will also be hosting its Crossover Classic this weekend. Seattle Pacific will head up to Bellingham for this event, as will Azusa Pacific and UC San Diego. Northwest Nazarene will take on a pair of Idaho foes this week, traveling to Caldwell to play the College of Idaho Wednesday before heading to Pocatello to battle Idaho State. Western Oregon will also play a few in-state opponents this week, taking on Concordia in Portland tonight and hosting Humboldt State in Monmouth on Saturday. In men's soccer, the lone remaining GNAC team, Seattle Pacific, will host the NCAA West Regional Finals on Thursday. The Falcons will face the number two seed, Cal State Los Angeles, at 7 p.m. at Interbay Stadium The victor will play the winner of the St. Edwards-Colorado-Mesa match in Seattle Saturday in the NCAA quarterfinals. The number one seeded Falcons beat Northwest Nazarene in the second round last Saturday in their first match of the tournament. Make sure you visit GNACsports.com and GNAC TV to follow this week's volleyball, soccer, and cross-country NCAA regional events. GNAC Insider is going to be back right after this short Time out.
0: Make sure to follow the GNAC on social media. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching GNAC Sports. And visit us on the web at GNACSports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back.
3: Mr. Billings brought my future into focus. With over 100 academic options, the choice is clear. I chose health and human performance. Music and business
5: math and physical sciences,
3: elementary education, radiologic
0: technology.
3: MSUB offers more online courses than any institution in Montana. Professors make courses meaningful. My internship puts what I'm learning into motion. MSUB is the most affordable option in the region.
2: Experience the MSUB advantage.
1: And welcome back to GNAC Insider. your Tuesday night look at what's happening in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. We've talked about volleyball, we've talked about cross country, and now it's time to turn our attention to soccer. Mark Collings and the Seattle Pacific University men's soccer team are practicing tonight. But we had the opportunity to catch up with Mark earlier to discuss his team hosting the NCAA Tournament. Coach Collings, thanks for making time for us on GNAC Insider tonight. This has got to be an extremely exciting week for you. The Falcons are going to host the West Regional Finals this Thursday night against Cal State L.A. Let's talk a little bit about that contest and and what you expect because this Cal State L.A. opponent, uh, pretty powerful team. I understand they're 14-3-2 this year. Of course, the Falcons are 12-1-1, and and you won the GNAC title this year, 16-1-2 overall. Is this going to be one of the best matches of the year?
5: Certainly, uh, we would expect that. Um, you know, we, we've we been really fortunate to play in, you know, a great conference this year, you know, with so many good teams um, that it really challenged us. And, um, I mean, last week's game against Northwest Nazarene, we felt uh, very fortunate to come out with a win. But uh, we expect the game this week against Cal State LA to, you know, be just as competitive. Um, you know, they lead the country in goals against average. Um, so, you know, it will definitely pose a big challenge for us as far as putting a ball in the back of the net. Um, you know, but we're, we're excited. I think it should be a good matchup. Um, we're good defensively as well. Uh, but you know, who knows? Maybe the game will end up 4-4 or 4-3. You know, you just never know. But, uh, definitely, a very good team. They've been there quite a few times. And, um, so we're excited about the matchup.
1: Now you talk about the Northwest Nazarene University victory, a two-one win in the second round. You actually had to play Northwest Nazarene three times this year. That had to be pretty tough because they certainly knew you. You knew them. What did you do to get the two-to-one win?
5: Yeah, it was uh, when the draw first came out, and we saw three GNAC teams on the same side of the bracket. Um, it was really exciting to see three teams from our conference in the tournament for the first time ever. Um, but also, you know, it was mixed emotions about whether that was a good thing or a bad thing. Um, we, you know, we tried to mix things up a little bit to see if, uh, you know, it maybe helped us. Uh, since we had played Northwest Nazarene, uh, 14 days or so earlier. Um, but you know, I mean, they're, they're a very good team and, uh, it's just unfortunate we had to meet at that point in the tournament. Cause they're definitely a team that, uh, you know, is good enough and deserve to be playing, uh, farther on in the tournament. And, but you know we, we got some timely, uh, goal scoring and, uh, you know, and our goalkeeper Cody Lang was absolutely sensational on the night. And, uh, so I, I think that's really what it was. It was great goalkeeping and, uh, you know, and, and take nothing away from Northwest Nazarene. They played outstanding, but, uh, our kids just, they really gutted one out on that night and, i told them after the game i said you know to win a championship um you have to win a game where you don't have your best stuff and uh we definitely didn't and a lot of that has to do with how well and you played but um you know certainly our kids competed uh really hard for 90 minutes and i think that's what ultimately came through
1: you talk about your kids 11 of your players were selected to one of the three all GNAC conference teams this year 5 of them made it first team, 2 second team, 4 honorable mention. Uh that's a tremendous group of players and tremendous accolades being handed down to them. What does that say about your team overall? The the quality of your team that you had so many of them make it the all-conference squad?
5: Yeah, I think it just uh really emphasizes what we've talked to our guys about, you know, really since last spring is that you know, this is the deepest team we've had uh, since I've been at Seattle Pacific. Um, you know, we have so many good players and, you know, really there's, there's a lot of kids that probably are, are right up there as far as talent and ability goes with, with the guys that did receive all conference. It's just that the guys that got it have played some more minutes. Um, but, you know, that's what makes us, I think, good is that we have a lot of depth in our training sessions day in and day out or so so tough because you know they have to compete so hard for their spot every day and um you know to, to have 11 guys named to all conference uh i think just speaks not only about those 11 guys but about the guys that you know come to training every day and, and push them to to be better
1: four straight ncaa tournament appearances for the falcons when you get to and you continue to get to the national level what does that do for the team going in the following year you know about the routine. You know about the level of competition. Does that just help the Falcons when they get to the national level again this year?
5: Absolutely. You know, just uh, I mean, just little things that play in the NCAA tournament about you know practice time restrictions and just different protocols and things like that. The fact that we've been there before definitely helps. Um, you know, this year having the added bonus of playing at home and staying in our normal routine and playing in our home stadium and having our friends and family there to cheer us on. I mean, that's an added bonus, also an added uh, added pressure as well, but it's a, uh, definitely a bonus for us um, to be able to have that. So, um, you know, I, I think being there, yeah, it uh, it certainly helps. And I think uh, the past couple of years is how we've gone out of the tournament has left a little bit of a, a hungry taste in our mouth, so to speak. And uh, really pushed us this winter and spring to to get beyond that, and uh, now that we have pushed beyond that, I, I know our team's excited to uh, hopefully take the next step on Thursday night as regional champion.
1: You are going to get the opportunity to go in the the West Regionals as a number one seed. Does that put the bullseye on your back, or is that kind of a badge of honor for you?
5: You know, we we really just try to embrace things as they come to us, um, and. Sure, certainly it puts a, puts a bullseye, but at this point, I mean, everybody has a bullseye. Everybody's good. And Cal State LA, I mean, they've, they've been to the regional final, you know, a number of times in the last few years. And, um, you know, they've had a bullseye on their back and in, in their conference. And, you know, they're no stranger to it. And I think if, you know, if you were to call them underdogs this week, I think that'd be doing them a disservice. I mean, I think, uh, they're just as much a favorite to win this game on Thursday as we are. and seatings go out the window, records go out the window and it's a one game thing and um, you know, it's gonna be a great game. I I expect our kids to play really hard and, you know, we're hoping for a big crowd and, you know, I expect LA I mean a, a regional championship's on the line, a, a place in the Elite Eight and that's an exciting time and uh, something that we really cherish, the opportunity to play in the sweet sixteen and, and have that opportunity to to move on. I mean, you don't get those chances very often and in college sports you get it you know, you have four opportunities to do it and the fact that we have one right in front of us i mean we're really going to do our best to take advantage of it
1: you're coaching at your alma mater as i brought up at the uh, at the beginning of, of this conversation that must make it special for you but is there added pressure as well that you're representing your alma mater especially when you get to this level
5: i don't know about added pressure um i think i put you know enough pressure on myself and uh you know, I think the best thing about, you know, our program and our university is that um, they, they just embrace what we do. And uh, we, we sure, we measure things on results and, and wins and losses, but there's so many other things that we measure our success on. And, um, you know, and it, and it goes beyond the field. I mean, we, we can talk about the academic success of our team. And, you know, we had nine kids on the academic all-conference team. I mean, that that's a championship as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, our guys moving on and graduating and getting great jobs and, certainly you know we want to win national championships but uh if that's the only measure of success for our program then you know that's going to be difficult because only one team is going to be quote-unquote successful at the end of the year and so uh you know we're, we're really excited about what we've done this year and um we're hoping to hoping to win a championship and uh certainly there's pressure to win championships because our school you know has done it in the past but at the same time um that can't be the only measuring stick for us you know we 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 talk about being committed to consistency and uh part of that is being in, you know, multiple NCAA tournaments and what we do in the classroom and and off the field as well. So that that's really how we try and measure things and uh we, we strongly believe that the, the big championships will come, you know, as far as national championships, um, if we're committed to those things.
1: Well Mark, we appreciate your time. I, I know that you have a lot to do in preparation for that Thursday match with Cal State LA. Uh, Good luck in that match, and uh, hopefully we will see you Saturday as well uh, going for the the championship. Good luck in that endeavor.
5: Thanks a lot. I really appreciate you guys having me, and uh, go Falcons.
1: Mark Collings, Seattle Pacific University men's soccer coach, joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. And GNAC Insider is going to conclude after this short timeout.
0: Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back.
4: Western Oregon University. Small classes, research opportunities, and new state-of-the-art science facilities. Everything from biology and chemistry to earth sciences and criminal justice.
3: Students have easy access to faculty who are invested in your learning. All the campus services practically guarantee your success. Start your science career now at Western. Learn more about the university where every student matters at wou.edu.
4: Once
1: again, I'd like to take an opportunity to thank the guests on tonight's GNAC Insider. Doug English, Northwest Nazarene University's volleyball coach. Dave Kopick, Montana State University Billings cross-country coach. And Mark Collings from Seattle Pacific University, the men's soccer coach there. GNAC well, well represented in a post competition in all of those sports. Congratulations to each of those coaches, each of their teams, and all the GNAC teams that are participating in the postseason right now. Well, don't forget, we're going to talk more about how some of those teams did, and we will do that in our next GNAC Insider. You can join us for GNAC Insider live every Tuesday at 7 o'clock or you can also hear our podcast at a later date as well. So join us again for our next episode of GNAC Insider. Until then, I'm Robert Lowry, and you're now a GNAC Insider.
0: on the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Remember to follow the GNAC through social media. To find us on Facebook or Twitter, search GNAC Sports and locate us on the web at GNACSports.com. GNAC Insider is a production of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference.